Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is the Sikkim Podcast, presented by your friend in the car business, Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat in Waco, online at alansamuelsdcj.com. The Sikkim Podcast is a production of Baylor Athletics. Now, here are your hosts, Brooke Bednars and the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's Sikkim Podcast, a production of Baylor Athletics. We're glad you're with us again this week. John Morris alongside Brooke Bednarz. And, Brooke, we're in the month of February. And uh, February, most of our listeners will know, is Black History Month. And, wow, do we have a special guest for our podcast this week that really speaks to the uh, the history of Baylor Athletics and as it ties in with Black History Month. Absolutely, John. Whether he wants to admit it or not, Tommy Bowman plays a huge role in the history of Baylor athletics. He's the first recruited and scholarship black athlete for Baylor University going back to 1966 when he started playing for the Baylor men's basketball program. So, uh, Tommy, we appreciate uh, you being with us. Uh, let's start back at the beginning, growing up in Athens, Texas. Uh, we want to hear from you what it was like growing up there and uh, when you first started playing basketball. Tell us about that. Well, growing up in Athens was like most small East Texas towns in the 60s. Very segregated, for one thing. And uh, I started playing basketball during my sixth grade uh, there was a elementary school that was a couple of years old and I was in the sixth grade and I can't recall the principal's name now but uh, he got a basketball team going and uh, I remember him teaching me how to shoot layups properly uh, Mr. Glassby was his name and uh, that's where I first started playing organized basketball now, I didn't have a goal in my backyard, but my next-door neighbor did. So I played quite often on their goal. And as I recall, one of the things I always did when I was playing on their goal, I had to make sure that I hit a layup, I hit a jump shot, and I hit a free throw. I had to do all of those consecutively before I quit going in the house that day. But that was the beginning of my basketball playing days. So you started playing basketball in sixth grade. That was at a segregated school. At what point did the schools become integrated? Desegregated my senior year, my senior year of high school. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, I played at Fisher High School. That was a predominantly black high school. And then my senior year, we integrated and I went to Athens High School. And I guess in retrospect, that was a blessing because had I not gone to Athens High School, stayed over at Fish High School, I'd probably still be in Athens working at the brickyard. Why do you say that? Well, because the, nobody ever noticed you at, at the black school unless it was a, a coach going to Prairie a and 
Texas Southern, somewhere like that. And I'm not belittling those uh, educational places because they were terrific. But uh, I just don't think I would have gotten the exposure at Fisher High School that I received at Athens High School. So how that senior season go? They had to be different, you know, being integrated and everything was going on outside of school, off the basketball court. Now you're all coming together. Tell us what was that like? As far as uh, the athletic part of it, uh, it worked out pretty good because I played football and I also played basketball. And uh, my senior year at Athens High School was really, really, really a blessing because when I was playing basketball, the basketball hoop got really big. So I was able to, you know, score quite a few points. And uh, I was not one of those kind of guys that uh, was highly recruited. As a matter of fact, Coach Dawson, who recruited me to Baylor University, he tells me that he was coming through Athens on his way home. And uh, he stopped at a Texaco service station there in Athens. And working at that service station was a man named Granville Creighton, which was a black man. And he happened to see a bumper sticker on Dawson's vehicle, and I think it said Baylor basketball or something. So he asked Coach Dawson, says, uh, are you a basketball coach? Coach Dawson said, yes, I am. Says, I coach at Baylor University. And uh, Mr. Granville said, uh, well, we got the best basketball player in the state of Texas right here in Athens, referring to me. And as Coach Dawson tells the story, he said he started looking through all of his papers, you know, because he was a recruiter for Baylor, so he thought he knew about all the basketball players. Had nothing on Tommy Bowman because nobody knew anything about Tommy Bowman. Anyway, Coach Dawson said, long story short, he decided to come over and watch me play. And the rest is history. I heard he recruited your mama. <laughs> he sold my mama. He's, I mean, when I say he sold, I mean locked, stock, and barrel. He sold my mama because Dawson, I don't know if you know Dawson or not, but he's a tall, handsome, good-looking young man. And uh, my mama was, she would shell peas and cook a lot. Dawson would come by the house and sit on the porch and shell peas with my mama. Can you believe that? Anyway, he sold her. And if I had not come to Baylor, I think she probably would have kicked me out of the house. Baylor or nothing. So before we dive into your time at Baylor, I want to hear what your original aspirations were. Uh, you mentioned it to us a little bit before, um, but you were had your eyes set on Henderson County Junior College. Uh, why were your eyes set there? Why is that somewhere you felt like you wanted to go? And um, tell us about being the first in your family to go to college. Uh, my sister, I've got an older sister, four years older than me. Now, when she graduated high school, she graduated from Fisher High School. She went to cosmetology school to be a hairdresser. And I might add, she's never, ever done that, but she went to, and got training to do that. So I was hoping that I'd be able to go to Henson County Junior College, and at the time it was known as Hickjick. I think it's Trinity Valley now. And that was my aspiration. And I went out there quite often to watch them play basketball, and I even knew some of the basketball players. But uh, I was just hoping I'd be able to continue my education at Henson County Junior College because nobody in my family had gone to college prior to that except my sister, and I didn't think I wanted to be a beautician. <laughs> 
So when Coach Dawson comes, does he come up to your house? Does he just show up at your house? Did he reach out first? How did you first meet him? I don't recall. I really don't. I don't recall the first meeting with Carol Dawson. So a long time ago. There's only one Motor Trend Truck of the Year. It's Ram from Allen Samuels. Now, kick off the new year with remarkable savings on new Rams during the Allen Samuels Start Something New Sales event. This special New Year's event is underway right now, and you can save thousands on new Rams. Ram, for your family, farm, or business at Waco's most trusted dealer, Allen Samuels. Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend in the car business. Whether on the field or cheering from home, Du Bois Furniture is proud to support the Baylor Bears. If your bear cave needs updating, Du Bois Furniture is here to help. With over 59 years of our family serving yours, let our experienced sales team help you find exactly what you want. We specialize in custom upholstery, stunning dining rooms, elegant bedrooms, gorgeous leather, and top quality mattresses. Come see us in Waco and Temple or visit us online at DuBoisFurniture.com. Du Bois Furniture, where beautiful homes happen. Now, back to the Sikkim Podcast, presented by your friend in the car business, Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. We're visiting with Tommy Bowman as you listen to the Sikkim Podcast, a production of Baylor Athletics. Tommy was the first recruited and scholarship black athlete for Baylor University. Tommy, we just were talking with you about the first time you met Coach Dawson. And while you don't necessarily remember that first meeting, he was recruiting your mom very heavily. We joked about that, and your mom really wanted you to go to Baylor. But in your mind, you had thoughts of Henderson County Junior College. That's kind of where your goal was. It was close to home. And then you had this big school, Baylor University, a coach sitting on your front porch, shelling peas with your mom. I want to know what was going on in your head when all of that was taking place. I'm not sure what it was at that time, Brooke, but in retrospect, as I look back on it, you know, I can see the hand of God on this thing, and I feel like I was preordained to be at Baylor University. Uh, Coach Dawson recruited me, and when I came to Baylor, everything just worked out, and not because I was so smart. I say everything worked out. Uh, there was one embarrassing situation that initially didn't work out. We, when I say we, my family and I came up to Baylor a week ahead of time. And I don't know how that happened, but somehow we we miscommunicated with somebody, uh, misread the letters that we received, and we came a week ahead of time. So here I am. I leave Athens, and I'm kind of a celebrity there. You know, I'm a scholarship athlete to Baylor University first black scholarship athletes. So everybody in Athens kind of knew about it because Athens was a town of less than 10,000 people at the time. So we leave town on the on Sunday to come to Bailey University. I pack up, everybody tells me goodbye and wishes me well. And so we come to Baylor. Get up here, the domes are shut down. I think Mac Mullen, which was the dumb director, he was there and he said, well, we're not receiving any students until next Sunday. So then all we could do was go back to Athens. And now everybody's already said goodbye and wish me well, and so we got to go back. 
And it wasn't like I could hide for a week yeah. in Athens. So we go back to Athens. And everybody wants to know, what's the deal, Tommy? You're supposed to be at Bell University. But other than that, everything else went well, Brooke. So we've talked about uh, Coach Dawson, but Bill Menifee was the head coach at Baylor at that time. Um, what was what was that like? I understand Coach Menifee sort of gave CD full reign in recruiting. That was his thing. For you to have been recruited by him solely, because I don't think you even met Coach Menifee until you got here. Is that right? I didn't meet Coach Menifee until I was actually enrolled in Baylor University. Okay, so I want to know, what was it about Coach Dawson that made you feel so comfortable that you could pick up your life and move from Athens to Waco? You know, I wish I could be specific and tell you something definitive about that. I don't know. Uh, He just made my mama feel so comfortable, and because she felt so comfortable, I felt equally as comfortable. Now, there's one thing that Coach Minifee, not Coach Minifee, Coach Dawson hadn't done to this point. When, when I, we were on our way to Waco in his 65 Chevrolet Caprice, uh, I guess it was Impala. He said, Tommy, so you got a great game, but there's one thing that you like. And if you come to Baylor, I will tell you what that is. We'll work on it. Well, I came to Baylor. I stayed at Baylor, played basketball four years at Baylor. And to this day, he still hadn't told me what that part of my game I need to work on. So... I'm not saying he was deceptive, but it was something about Coach, Coach Dawson that made me comfortable, and that's why, and, and I know it's very unusual for a player to sign to play for a coach and not even meet that coach until he's actually enrolled into the school. But here again, it was preordained. There's no doubt in my mind about it. This is where God wanted me to be. Having grown up and playing ball in segregated schools up until your senior year of high school when they became integrated, uh, did it cross your mind that being recruited to a predominantly white basketball program that you were the first recruited scholarship black athlete for Baylor? Did it register to you that you were going to be the first? No, no. I'm not sure when I – and the reason I say that, because the year prior to me coming – John Westbrooks from Elgin, Texas, you probably heard about him. He was on the the football team here at Baylor. Now, he was a walk-on. He was not a scholarship player. He came to Baylor as a freshman and walked on. So it never occurred to me that I was the first black to receive an athletic scholarship. Never thought about it. But I was so, I guess, overcome by uh, what was going on and the fact that I had intentions and hopes of going to a junior college there in Athens, and all of a sudden here I am at Baylor University. I was just overcome with that. If you need a trailer, Flat Rock Trailers has got you covered. From light-duty single-axle utility trailers to the big text tandem duels. We also carry a full line of enclosed cargo trailers. Need a motorcycle trailer? We've got them. Need a dump trailer? We've got the largest selection in the state. Oil field trailers? We carry a full line of big text trailers to handle all your needs. Trailer repairs? We repair all makes and models. We'll even rent you a trailer if you need to use one for a day. Flat Rock Trailers, your number one source for all your trailer needs. Find us at flatrocktrailers.com. 
say my wife and I have a lot to clean is an understatement. So we go to TNG Chemical, where the pros know what cleaning solutions to use and give us detailed instructions on exactly how to use them. We never got that kind of advice from any other stores. And the prices at TNG are great, from general household cleaners to odor control solutions for our pets. We go to TNG Chemical and Supply. That's why. TNG Chemical and Supply. That's why. You're listening to the Sikkim Podcast, a production of Baylor Athletics. Here again are Brooke Bednars and John Morris. You're tuned in to the Sikkim Podcast, a production of Baylor Athletics. We're glad you're with us. Be sure to download, subscribe to our podcast wherever you get the podcast. Spotify, Apple, it's on our Baylor website at BaylorBears.com. Tune in for a new Sikkim Podcast each week. Continuing with Tommy Bowman, one of the great uh, one of the great ambassadors for Baylor University and Baylor basketball, helping tell his story. Tommy, you said that you didn't. It really didn't register with you at the time that you were the first um, black scholarship student-athlete here at Baylor. But I want to know, did you ever encounter any, anything that made you aware of that? Well, not, not at Baylor because I was very careful to just hang with the basketball players. I didn't spend a whole lot of time except in class with the students at large. And I did that because that was what I did in Athens. I stayed with people that I knew, people that I felt comfortable with. Because if you didn't, something bad would probably happen to you. So I just stayed with the players. And consequently, I didn't have any negative experiences that uh, I can share with you. What was it about your team? You told us y'all are very close still to this day before we started uh, talking here today. So I want to know what about that group made you feel comfortable to be the first and to kind of be the pioneer? Well, I think it was the sincerity of, of it all. See, when I came and was shown around by the university when I made my visit, I was shown around by Randy Thompson. Uh, Randy Thompson, Stan Sluter. So... I asked them uh, probably two or three years ago, how did they feel? Because they hadn't been exposed to blacks. I mean, on an intimate kind of basis. So I, I came, they showed me around the school. And when I say they showed me around the school, they showed me around the school. They didn't show me the heart of Texas where we played. Because if they showed me that, I might have decided to go to Henderson County Junior College. <laughs> I'm just joking when I say that, Brooke. But uh, I think it was the sincerity of all the players. Nobody made me feel as if they were pretending. Nobody made me feel as if they were catering to me. They just received me and accepted me as one of the players, one of the students, one of the guys. And that made me comfortable. That made me very comfortable. I can't recall ever being uncomfortable with the Baylor basketball team from day one, Brooke. You said you asked them a few years ago what they thought. What did they say to you then? Well, Randy said he, he, he didn't know what to expect when Carol Dawson told him, I've got a recruit coming in, the guy's from Athens, and he's black. Randy said he wasn't sure of what he was supposed to do because he'd never done it before. He'd shown uh, basketball players around before, but not a black player. So he was concerned about, you know, when we go out and eat, 
can I just take him anywhere? Because this was in the mid-60s. And even after I got to Baylor, there were some places that refused me service here in Waco. So he was concerned about that. So, you know, do I take him to church with me on Sunday? What church do I take him to? Do I, I sure can't take him over in East Waco because I've never been over there. So there were some things that he had to work out and, and get, and he did a good job. And I came here, and Randy showed me around, Stan showed me around, Bob, it was, they were living in a three-man room up there. And uh, everything just worked out. Everything's worked out for me so much and so good because I know that God was totally involved in the entire thing. And I hope you don't get tired of hearing me say that because that's who I am. That's who I am. Okay, so Tommy, you said it didn't really register with you at the time, you know, what you were doing, what you had done. But now as you look back and look at Baylor Athletics leaps and bounds forward for for athletics as a whole and basketball in particular, um, does it register with you now that you started this? I mean, you were there from the very beginning. You blazed the trail and made it possible for this team, the very team that we have today. Well, you know, I had a conversation with a gentleman this morning about this interview. Uh, and, and I told him, I said, uh, it's really not anything that I achieved. It just so happened that I was the first. And my next-door neighbor said, when you're the first, that won't ever change. You know, <clears throat> you might score 25 points a game, but there's somebody going to come along behind you and score 26 or 30. You know, you might get 15 rebounds a game, but there's somebody going to come behind you and get more than that. But once you're the first, that won't ever change. It won't change today. It won't change next week. It won't change next year. So I take great pride in it. <clears throat> but I never felt any pressure on it because I never thought about it during the time. And I don't recall doing anything or going anywhere or changing any of my schedule based on I need to do this because I need to make a good impression so that and, – and, and, and I don't think I should have. You know, I don't think I should have done it based on me doing something for my race. I was doing it for myself. And – that's what I did, and that's what I continue to do. You said being the first is a fact, and, and that's exactly true. It's a fact. It's not going to change today, tomorrow, or even next year. Uh, but it is a door that you walked through first. Carol Dawson opened that door. You were the first to step through that door. And now to turn around and see all of the young men and women that have followed you through that door, what does that mean to you? That means a great deal, and what means <clears throat> a great deal more is I've had players that have come subsequent to my coming and have told me that they knew about me, they knew of me, and that they were proud to emulate me because they thought I had done a terrific job in being the first. I never considered myself to be a pioneer, you know, uh, and I still don't. But it does give me great honor when I hear a young man say that, you know, I knew about you. I heard about you a long time ago, and I respect what you did. And so you have given me the impetus to do what I'm trying to do. It, 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 it does something for me, bro. It really does. 
There's only one Motor Trend Truck of the Year. It's Ram from Allen Samuels. Now, kick off the new year with remarkable savings on new Rams during the Allen Samuels Start Something New sales event. This special New Year's event is underway right now, and you can save thousands on new Rams. Ram, for your family, farm, or business at Waco's most trusted dealer, Allen Samuels. Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend in the car business. I hate my job, but I don't mind getting up in the morning. I dread each day, but I can't wait to get out of bed. You ask me why, and what I'll say to you is true. Well, you can get breakfast tacos at Rudy's Barbecue. Scrambled eggs and brisket, they ain't fooling around. Salsa wrap, son, they're the best in town. Barbecue for breakfast, yes, it's true. Put a smile on your morning at Rudy's Barbecue. This is the Sikkim Podcast, presented by your friend in the car business, Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat in Waco, online at alansamuelsdcj.com. Welcome back to the Sikkim Podcast, a production of Baylor Athletics. We hope you're enjoying this one as much as we are getting to visit with Tommy Bowman, a true trailblazer in the history of Baylor Athletics. Uh, John, you know, we got to know a little bit more about his family and his background and what exactly Baylor did for him. Yeah, let's continue our conversation with Tommy. Uh, Tommy, the question is, how would you describe your time here at Baylor? We use the term now preparing champions for life. Maybe that term wasn't around (laughs) during your time, but how did it prepare you for the rest of your life? Well, one thing, I met my wife here in Waco. Soon be 52 years of marriage. Met her, you know, two wonderful kids. Two wonderful kids, four great grandkids, and I guess more than anything that stands out uh, uh, because I'll tell you how I met my wife. There was another student here named Choice Richardson, and he lived in Penland. Of course, I lived over in Martin Hall. And so I was going into Martin Hall one evening, and Choice was at Penland across the street, with this young lady, he called me and uh, asked me to come over. He wanted to introduce me to Jackie. And I went over and uh, he introduced us and I said, it's a pleasure meeting you. And then I left and went back to the dorm. Well, it just so happened, I don't know, two or three weeks later, I went to church one Sunday morning, First Baptist Church here on Jefferson Street. And uh, I was in the Sunday school class with Jackie. And after church, Jackie invited Choice and myself, and it was a couple other Baylor guys, well, invited us over to her house to have lunch. Now, the only reason she invited Choice and those other guys over there was to get me over there. I know that for a fact. She, 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 she uh, seduced me and got me, you know. So uh, the, the summer after my junior year, we got married. 1969, May 31st, and God has blessed us ever since. 
We've talked a little bit about some of your teammates, the the teammates specifically who showed you around when you were a recruit, but there's one name that, you know, you you brought up to us before we started today, and that is David Sibley, a good friend of yours, a freshman with you. Uh, He wasn't the one showing you around campus, but someone you met very early on. Tell us a little bit about uh, your relationship with David Sibley. I remember the first time I met him, though. I remember the very first time I met him. Uh, was in Martin Hall on the first floor is where I was living. And I left my room to come to the Miles McLean gym to practice. Uh, and Sibley was walking down the hall with David Croucher, and they had a basketball. That was the first time I saw him look like Mud and Jeff because David's about 6'6 six, six and 6'7. Six, and and Croucher is not, not quite six feet tall. I mean, five feet, 10, 11, something like that. And I saw him and Crouch headed out the door, so I walked up behind him and kind of introduced myself to him. See, David was not a scholarship player. He was a walk-on, him and Crouch both. My freshman year, there were only two scholarship players on the team. That was, I beg, I beg your pardon, it was three of us. Uh, Croucher was not one of them. Sibley was not one of them. But uh, Larry Gatewood, I don't know if you heard that name. He was on there. And uh, there was another... Gentlemen, can't remember his name. He was from Plainview, Texas. Clay Woods. Clay Woods. It was three of us. But everybody else on the team was was a, a walk-on. So it was only three scholarship players. And, of course, David Sibley, he played that year, and then he started for the varsity team his sophomore year. And I, I'm not sure how that relationship developed, but uh, – it's something that has flourished, and I think it has gotten better with age and time. And uh, I thank God for the relationships that he placed in my path, and most of them are through Baylor University. I'm talking about the lasting ones. Now, I often think about high school, and I think, who in my high school days do I continue to talk to spend time with, uh, email, and family visit? None. But Sibley, Gatewood, Croucher, those guys, we still get together. And if it had not been for this COVID-19 issue, we would have been getting together this year, well, last year. We had a trip planned to meet down in uh, Bryan, and, of course, I think it was Tom Stanton, his wife was express a little wisdom over what we were doing, and so we canceled that trip. But it's amazing that we still have a strong bind between us, the guys that I play basketball with. Amazing, absolutely amazing. That's why I know that God was entwined in all of my dealings here at Bell University in Waco, Texas. I've been absolutely blessed, Brooke. Absolutely. Our pastor preached this last Sunday from Romans 8, 28. How, and we know that all things work together for good to those that love the Lord and the call according to his purpose. I, I know that. <clears throat> this is not to say that all things that happened to me have been just good, but all things have worked together for good.
Tommy, would you agree that uh, if the relationships with the people on the team, if Sibley wasn't Sibley, if Tom Stanton wasn't the way Tom Stanton is, if Gatewood wasn't the way Gatewood was, maybe your experience being the first to step through that door would have been different? No doubt. No doubt about it. Now, Gatewood, he used to tell me, Tommy, you can't make walks ahead your Bible college team. That's what he'd tell me. Sometimes he'd get upset at me about it. And, and uh, he, he was a very competitive guy, you know. Uh, but I knew that he was saying that in a joking way. I was absolutely blessed. I don't recall any issue I've ever had with one of the players on the basketball team. I mean, when we're on the court now, we're competitive. So we've had a few times when, you know, somebody gets punched in the mouth inadvertently. Uh, somebody does something that somebody didn't like. I mean, that happened. But that was, you know, when we were between those lines. But as far as anything happening that carried over from basketball, never happened. Never happened. Maybe it's because of my my character, though, you know. (laughs) Going back to David Sibley real quick, uh, he was your best man in your wedding to Mrs. Jackie. I want to know why you decided to have him uh, be your best man. Uh, because he was, uh, Sibley was a, let me see how I would say this. Sibley was, on the team, he was kind of the rock. Uh, I'll share one thing with you. You know, when, when Coach Menifee would be working us, I mean, we'd be working and we'd be tired, we'd be running. And Sibley would say, Coach, Coach, I lost my contact. And so we all have a break to start looking for country. <laughs> Sibley, I mean, he had a way of doing things. And so when, when I needed somebody to be my best man, I mean, there was no doubt asking Sibley. And uh, like a trooper, he agreed to do it. And uh, no mistakes. I've got lots of things that I look back on in my life that I wish I could redo. But... If I had to do this whole better thing again, I'd do it all over, Brooke. All over. The same way. Love that story. Your friendship with David Sibley as well as the rest of your team is the perfect example of of unity. And, uh, you know, that's something that's been on the minds of everyone here this year with talks of social injustice and things of that nature. Uh, Baylor Athletics even launched the One Campaign, and we all know about that. Uh, so I just kind of want to hear your take on what you think about the One Campaign and to to see your school, the school um, you know that opened the door for you, that allowed you to be the trailblazer that you are. Uh, you know what your what are your thoughts on the fact that they're continuing um, that work here today through the One Campaign? I think that's absolutely terrific. Even though I have not been to involved in that, not even heard of it. But I think that unity, unity is the one word that we all need to be concerned about. As a matter of fact, this past week in our Sunday school lesson, we, we, we talked about John 17, where Jesus prayed this Lord's Prayer. This was the last prayer that he prayed before he was crucified. And when he prayed for the church, He prayed that we may be as one as he and the Father and the Holy Spirit is one. So that's my part of my prayer every day, Brooke, is that we as a people, not necessarily as any particular ethnic group, we as a people 
because he told his disciples that we need to love the Lord our God with all our heart, mind, and soul and love our neighbor as we love ourselves. That's what we need to do. And when we do that, Brooke, then we won't even be concerned about disunity. We will be unified. And there is so much strength in unity. So much. There's nothing that we can't do when we are unified. But unfortunately, in this day and time, when I see things going on today, Brooke, I think about when I was at Baylor in the 60s, the, the, the discourse that was going on in our world. But Satan is busy. Jesus also told us that in this world there will be trials and temptation. But then he qualified it and says, but be of good cheer for I have overcome the world. I believe he's still in control. He hasn't gave up ownership of his world yet. Well, that is the perfect way to wrap things up. I agree. Yeah, Tommy couldn't have been any better. We uh, we love you. We appreciate you. We appreciate uh, what you mean to Baylor basketball and what you mean to Baylor athletics. And thank you for uh, spending some time with us. I know people will enjoy uh, Brooke uh, hearing his story, folks that don't know the story of Tommy Bowman. Absolutely, and we're looking forward to be able to to honor Tommy a little bit further at an upcoming men's basketball game this month. We appreciate Tommy Bowman, our guest on this week's Sikkim podcast. For Brooke Bednarz, I'm John Morris. Hope you'll join us next week for our next Sikkim podcast. You've been listening to the Sikkim podcast. Presented by your friend in the car business, Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat in Waco. Online at alansamuelsdcj.com. The Sikkim Podcast has been a production of Baylor Athletics.